0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by Jay Allen Toyota,
0: Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk
1: 103.1 FM.
0: Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live Work and play. We have a good show today. I'm going to turn to our our friend Lee Bond here just in just a second. He's the CEO of Singing River Health Systems. But before we do that, I just wanted to share something with you. I I made a post on the Super, uh, excuse me, the Ricky Matthews Coast View site about some observations that I made about coastal Mississippi tourism. And uh, you know, I never claim to have a full grasp of the situation because the truth, as we all understand it, is. Only as good as your current information. You're gonna learn something tomorrow, and you're gonna get a little bit better. But I think life's a journey, and it's one of constant discovery. Someone actually went in. About 1,200 people have been, interacted with that with that post, so people care deeply about what's happening in this subject. But someone said there, you know, there's more than one side to the story. And I said, well, actually, there's more. There's as many sides of the story as there are people involved in the story. That's why for the last couple of months, I spent a lot of time talking to tourism leaders and mayors and business leaders and lots of people. And I developed my my view of things at that moment. And it kind of got me thinking, and I just want to share some thoughts with you uh, this morning. I shared this before from from Audrey Hepburn, but she said this. You can tell more about a person by what he says about others than you can, you can by what others say about him. I think that's a really valuable statement. Here's another one from Albert Einstein. Few are those who see with their own eyes and feel with their own hearts. And another one by uh, Albert Einstein. You do not really understand something Unless you have, you can explain it to your grandmother, which means you better do your homework. Well, this got me thinking about a great book that's out called Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know. And it's by a guy named Adam Grant. And recently in a newsletter that I get called Thinker, um, it had a quick little kind of summation of that book. And I just want to read it to you because it's pretty powerful. And here's what it said. We live in a culture that shudders at the thought of being wrong. Whether in our spheres of politics, sports, or daily life, most of us fail to see the areas in which we miss pertinent information. Despite our tendency to idolize correctness, if we want to know anything at all, we must recognize that what we are often, if not that we are often, if not always, incorrect. Professor of organizational psychology Adam Grant helps us along, exposing the pitfalls and our culture's desire to know it all. Using wisdom from psychological studies and real-world examples, Grant implores us to shed our addiction to exactitude and revel in the knowledge that we will ho- that we that we hold in our heads will never come to cl- close to completion. Let's say that again: revel in the knowledge that what we hold in our heads will never come to completion. So here's kind of my observation about that. Um, are Are we really willing to accept life as a constant journey, that the more we learn, the more we better learn how much we don't know, that that process of learning actually keeps us humble? And uh, ultimately, I wonder, do do people think for themselves? Because if you do think for yourself, you sometimes have to be willing to offend others with what you think. But we live in a time when thinking for yourself is is not often celebrated. Unfortunately, just the opposite happens. Independent thought is often criticized these days, whether it's in our daily lives, uh, when we have a tendency to jump on what I call the perceived conventional wisdom bandwagon, or it could be on social media. As my friend Mark Henderson said, too many people go to social media each day to be told what they should think today. Or it could be in any number of commissions along the coast where political pressure or group think steals independent thought and understanding. I I could go on, but I hope this kind of gives you something to think about. I'll close with Albert Einstein, what he said. Few are those who see with their own eyes and feel where their own hearts. I wish more people would think independently. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend, Lee Bond, who's the chief executive officer for Singing River Health Systems, a great friend of Coastview, and someone I've grown super close to, because man, we've been on a journey, haven't we, Lee, over the past year? It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. Hey, speaking of the wild ride, I mean, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. You guys have made incredible contributions to vaccinating uh, Mississippians. Why don't you kind of give us an update on the on the pandemic situation? Sure. So
1: uh, the biggest thing I can tell you is uh, we exceeded the 40,000 mark on people vaccinated. And I know Mississippi is a little lower than other states, but uh, we're more rural than other states as well. And so I don't feel too terrible about uh, where we are as a state, given our rurality. And I would say that the other thing I'm uh, proud of is we continue to test people and take care of people. We're over 85,000 tests performed, uh, 10,000 of those positives. Um, The other update is... We're uh, sort of at a plateau a little bit. I do wish more people would get uh, vaccinated. I saw you had your wristband that shows you were vaccinated. Uh, you know, thanks for being a leader with that. And I think that um, the plateau we're at, which is about between the three hospitals, you know, it might go up or down at one, but we've been pretty much uh, uh, level at about ten total patients for uh, probably about five or six weeks, and so. I'd like to see that get down to where we have a couple of days at, at zero, but it's still out there. Uh, people are still spreading it. There are still, there's a little dance recital I heard about recently on the coast, and uh, a lot of people got it for, through, through uh, going to that. So you still have to be careful, be smart, wash your hands, and uh, don't get up in people's face when you're talking. I think you do those two things, and you do a lot better. But hopefully the worst of it's behind us, and uh, we can uh, – you know, continue slowly getting back to normal.
0: What I what I urge, and, I, and you can say just a couple of words about this. Recently, someone we know uh, ended up on a ventilator, and um, the 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 entire group that he kind of was around, none of them had been vaccinated. And they were just kind of saying we're not going to get vaccinated for whatever reason. But my 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 strong belief, and I hope people who are at least uh, at least maybe still thinking about whether they should get it or not that if you're in a vulnerable class, man, get it. And as Doctor Doctor Congress said so many times before, he sees the risk associated with if you're in a vulnerable class and you get COVID versus if you get the vaccine. So, what do you want to say about that, Lee?
1: I want to say uh, now more than ever in our history of our lifetime, is the time to be selfless. Don't don't uh, don't think about yourself. Think about other people that you might infect. I, I would say get vaccinated for the sake of others. Put other people first ahead of yourself. That's what I would say.
0: That's been a very consistent message coming from you. Hey, we're going to talk about um, the uh, the all A hospital safety grade that you got in both Pascoola, Ocean Springs, and Guport hospitals. We're going to come back to that in just a second. Um, but I want to just uh, talk just quickly about your partnership with Ochsner. Uh, what's what's yeah. the latest there? So the latest
1: there is that it continues to go well uh, with any uh, partnership, just like any any uh, marriage. You continue to you know grow, and, and things continue to happen that are great. Uh, the latest, we are embarking on a trial with our own employees of um, uh, testing some of their digital medicine technology. One of the benefits to us is they ha- they're just so much bigger than us, and they have such. Uh, a deeper arsenal of resources for things like that so whether it's hypertension diabetes or even now uh, on the cusp of some things with um, hyper uh, lipidemia uh, and and women and children's uh, health they're able to use digital monitoring to really uh, make an impact in people's lives and so that's that's one of the latest things but we continue to see benefits from uh, transfers you know we are we are never going to be, uh, you know, the Mayo Clinic or Atlanta or some big. I say never. Not in our lifetime. Uh, we have to remember who we are. We are we are the nice, wonderful Mississippi coast that we live on. And for us to do lung transplants and liver transplants and things like that are just it's just not likely that we would be able to do that. They are experts in those things, and so uh, we've had many patients benefit from the ability to transfer them to Oshner for the greatest care in the. Country to receive those sorts of things, and every day that goes by, there's some benefit of the relationship. Um, people ask me all the time, you know, w- why did we do this, and 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 what's it about? And I, I'll tell you, it kind of goes back to what you said. You've got to um, at the beginning with Einstein, you've got to say, you know, what's, uh, you know, think with your heart and see what's the best thing for for your people and for our community. And we knew that uh, as healthcare evolved in the country, it gets tougher, we needed a partner. So we looked at at different partners all over the southern region, and we really felt like their brand and culture most aligned with us. Uh, A silly analogy, perhaps, but uh, it's like when Reese's, uh, you remember the old commercial with Reese's peanut butter cups? You got the chocolate and the peanut butter, and next thing you know, this great thing was invented, and they're better together. It's the same thing, we're better together. We believe that with what they bring to the table in technology and higher level of care, coupled with our great provision of our uh, core services of heart, cardiac, and surgical care, that together, we just think we make a, a better team. So that's what it's about. It's just a, an ongoing strategic relationship to hopefully benefit uh, the people of Mississippi Gulf Coast
0: you know Lee when I was at uh, in New Orleans president of NOLA Media Group and publisher of the Times-Picayune had an opportunity to Uh, to talk to the the leaders at auction on a regular basis and long before the pandemic, telemedicine and all the things that you mentioned, investing in technology was a huge part of their strategic plan. And uh, when we come back, I have one more thought about that and then we'll shift gears and get over to uh, your outstanding performance on your safety ratings. We'll, We'll see you after this break and we'll continue our conversation with Lee Bond.
1: Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota.
0: This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coastview. We're visiting with Lee Bond, the chief executive officer for H- Singing River Health Systems. And when we went to break, we were talking about this incredible collaboration. This where it's like two puzzle pieces coming together with auctioner and uh, and Singing River sort of aligning around around patients under certain scenarios. Uh, anything else you want to say about that relationship, Lee? I would just say that it it continues to benefit
1: uh, hopefully our, our guests and patients that we serve every day. Uh, we're, we're really enjoying the partnership and what they bring to the table. They've got a great brand. We've got a great brand. Uh, we fit together really well. Uh, they're a not-for-profit. They're a private not-for-profit. We're a governmental not-for-profit. Uh, we both maintain our independence, but uh, we just work hand-in-hand uh, every day for the benefit of patients and the mission of improving health and saving lives. So it's uh, we couldn't be more happy with the
0: relationship. So we'll shift gears. You know, when I read the story about the uh, A hospital safety grades for your hospitals, I knew at the time it was a it was a big deal. But obviously, the more I dove into it, and as we prepared for this meeting today, it's even a bigger deal than I realized when I set the course to have a conversation with you. Say why this is important. So
1: uh, it is a big deal. I'm glad you recognize that. It, it's it's uh, we're very happy about it. I. I remember when I first started here, we we were not an NA. We were were, uh, a high C, and we talked about what it would take. It's a long journey. It's not easy to get there. And what the A rating represents, uh, Leapfrog Group is a national company that rates hospitals uh, throughout the entire country, and it's really the gold standard for determining patient safety. They have a 28-point composite score that's everything from You've gotta have uh, almost no infections, uh, whether it's surgical site infections or hospital acquired infections. You've gotta have a very high success rate with surgeries. You've gotta have good service scores. Um, you've gotta have a uh, strong electronic uh, record entry by physicians and utilization. So there's just, there's a lot that goes into it and so much hard work uh, by, you know, hundreds of people literally Uh, to get that. And then what's really awesome is to have all three hospitals as an A. Uh, We were trying to find another system that had, where all of their hospitals had an A. uh, The closest to us is probably Oshner, which by the way, Hancock County, uh, the small facility there also has an A. And so together, we're the only four A-rated systems, I think, south of, uh, I think there's one in, uh, around Starkville, but it's just it's a big deal. It's a sign of the commitment of those people on the front line to you know keeping their hands clean and uh, ensuring uh, that the patients and guests are happy and and so it's uh, it's a lot of work, a testament to our people and we couldn't be more I couldn't be more proud of them. And as you see on the back, my friend Vince Lombardi uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a fan and uh, we just we knew we wanted to be an a-rated system and we we did what it, we, we did what it took to,
0: to get there. And so this is is a goal prior to the pandemic.
1: Yes. Um, actually, uh, it was a goal probably about, uh, four years ago, we started on the the journey to see what it would take to have that, that pinnacle of, uh, quality and safety. And so it was, uh, it was tough. was a lot, lot of work, but, um, but they've got it. And, uh, it
0: is a big deal. So, you know, I've, I've been involved in efforts like th- like this where you're really trying to institutionalize uh, s- something significant inside the company, widely inside the company. So you're not just talking about training and what people do and, th- and how it could adjust some of w- the way they do their work. But it's really about cultural change, too, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. It's a combination of culture. You know, you've got to want it. You've Again, back to your, your opening. I mean, you've got to have it in your heart. It, it's not something you can just put on paper and do. Uh, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of uh, hardwiring commitments uh, that it takes procedurally, but uh, the, the foundation of it all is a culture and a culture of service that I think is unique. And uh, frankly, healthcare in America, not just here in America, it's just not something that was traditionally focused uh in that in that manner so for this little health system in south mississippi to to get all as is um it's a testament to uh, an underlying culture
0: i would say that um if it started some four years ago that the process to get to where you were uh, ahead of the pandemic Wait, I mean, was just those two things sort of went hand in hand. I mean, you could not have been better positioned to prepare and to deal with the pandemic, would not you say?
1: Oh, absolutely, and I, I think it helped us uh, deal with the pandemic. We took care of uh, one another. One of the big components in the in the composite is uh, your ICU, your internal uh, intensive care unit uh, care, and uh, we actually took care of more people per capita in our ICU than most any hospital in the region, and that's because we were. Prepared prior to the pandemic to be able to do that, we had people coming from uh, all over North Mississippi. When those hospitals were saturated, we were able to take care of people from uh, nearly every part of our state. So um, yeah. yeah, it was it was all uh, the journey before the pandemic that put us in the position to achieve the A and also uh, you know endure the pandemic successfully too.
0: So Lee, I say this almost every day, but I try to find inspiration every day. I've always tried to find inspiration every day. For, for my, for, I can as far back as I can recall, I was always trying to fill my mind with something that was positive, that was that was uplifting, that was that was goal oriented, that would give me more determination to want to tackle the the world and. You know, I was gonna outwork, I was gonna outwork you for sure if I couldn't outsmart you. But the, but, but, but you also do the same thing. And you mentioned oh, yeah. the thing behind you, and for the radio audience, I just want them to know that what it, what it is, is that's uh, an article, or quote, our story by Vince Lombardi, and the headline says, "What it takes to be number one." What does that mean to you?
1: Well, it means a lot. He's one of my heroes, uh, obviously, and uh, he was uh, very focused on uh, the hard work and. Uh, sacrifice. you know, one of the things he said if you want to win, you got to pay the price. and uh, even before the pandemic, I think that we have people here that made the sacrifice. they did what it took uh, to win and and you've got to do that if you want to be a, a winner. you got to adopt a, a winner's mindset. and uh, a lot of the foundation of that is uh, you know obviously my 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 personal christian beliefs and and also the the inspiration of somebody like Vince Lombardi who was really focused on, you know, doing whatever it takes to be number one. And I I think that permeates throughout our whole team. They serve with heart and soul uh, every day, uh, focused on, you know, for us, Winning means uh, good outcomes for our patients and guests. That's that's what it's all about for us.
0: So you know what's interesting, and for the radio audience that didn't see mine and your, you know, hour-long Coast View session together, you came from the gaming industry. You, your, you were, you know, uh, involved in the finance side. You're a CPA. You and then you jumped over to the hospital, in an interesting way. The whole notion of the competitive nature of gaming and the and the way you had to to perform at a high level to be where you needed to be, the impact on having a lot of influence on the culture of the company so that you could have everybody aligned around the customer. It's very interesting that your financial background, your cultural background, all the things sort of add up to position you in this moment to be uh, a pretty decent CEO of a hospital system at this at this stage of the game. Do you see it that way?
1: Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm a common man in an extraordinary job, and I'm humbled that I get to do this. I love uh, working with the people that I work with and getting to, to see them every day. And I do have a, I've always had sort of a service mindset. That's sort of my thing. But I, I think God has blessed me uh, very richly in my journey in that, you know, having that that finance background is a foundation and then having all of that uh, time in the hospitality business, which is uh, your, your life <laughs> Depends on your ability to provide good service. All of that added together, I think, has has really put me in a good position to be able to help us uh, with the things we've been through in in healthcare. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just, um, I think God just put me on a, a good path, and uh, and it all work to the benefit, hopefully, of uh, his glory and the glory of this system. Yeah, I know
0: that you didn't want this all to be about you, but remember how it got to know you was we, were, we served on the Jackson County Chamber Board together. Yep. And, um, you know, look at all the work that you've done in the community. And more, more specifically, recently, you're a member of the executive committee for the Gulf Coast Business Council. And you look at that executive committee now. Roy Anderson and William Yates and all the others that are involved, it's literally a dream team of CEOs from so many different sectors of our economy. Um, it's, it's, I think it's the right people at the right moment to help continue to position Coastal Mississippi to be successful in the future, focusing on the new economy, focusing on how money spent for BP and all the other opportunities we have. Um, you don't take that lightly, do you?
1: No, not at all. You know, I, I've i had uh, the fortunate opportunity to go look and work at other places in the world, and there's nowhere I'd rather be than right here. We we have such a great, awesome uh, Gulf Coast that we live on, and I think that for somebody who worked, uh, you know, 20 years in Harrison County and was born and raised in Jackson County, and now we have facilities and relationships that span all three, including Hancock, um, I think it's uh, a civic duty I have to try to help Uh, You know, all of us succeed together as as one coast. That's the goal. And um, I'm just, uh, again, can't say how fortunate enough I am to be a part of the business council and the things we do and and hopefully continue to advance uh, the causes of, of businesses on the coast,
0: because that's well, That's what well, us- I'm proud of you I'm proud of you for landing in a role where you can make a difference and it's fun sort of following you and being inspired by you and uh, congratulations on all your successes and I know you'll wake up tomorrow morning you're only as good as your last performance and you're going to do it all over again so keep up the great work Lee I appreciate it man
1: well thank you Ricky I appreciate it I'm only as good as my my number one frontline team member, and that's what we're here for. So uh, I know you, know, I know you, you really
0: feel that way, too. That's great. So this has been Lee Bond, the chief executive officer for Singer River Health Systems. When we come back, we'll be checking in with Robbie DeAngelo. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.